In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Cleveland. It's that favourite time of the day when we say, go linebackers. It's the most important room in the Browns position room. And I'm here with Jack, and Jack loves linebackers. Jack, how are you, buddy? Yeah, mate, they're the only position in the NFL more important than quarterbacks. Everyone knows that. Awesome. How are you, Ian? Oh, I'm good. You know, when talking about pre-draft, we talked about linebackers and how Jack was going to go out and spend money in free agency on linebackers, and then he was willing to violate his RAS and age guardrails because of linebackers. He has just made a complete 180 in terms of the MVP, the green dots of the defense, the second level, the linebackers. Awesome. Mate, we've got a few of them coming into camp. Jack, how do you see it panning out, mate? And uh, um, let's talk about if everyone is going to be fit and healthy. Do you reckon Jacob Phillips will be back for training camp? Yeah, so for me, I've got three dudes that I consider locks. And start by going into this. I expect it to be five linebackers post-draft. I think we're at six. Could you sort of cross-classify them, strong safeties, etc.? We'll get into that. But... I'm going to start with three dudes and then I'll throw it over to Ian that I I feel really, really good locks. There's some other guys I feel really confident on, but locks, I'm going to put JOK in there. I'm going to put Jordan Phillips and I'm going to put Anthony Walker as my three that I'm like... Jacob Phillips. Taking them spanked. Did I not say him? I just say Jordan Jordan, Jordan Phillips. I always say Jordan Phillips. He should change his name, quite frankly. I shouldn't have to learn a new name. He should change his bloody name. Yeah, I think JOK, Walker, I think for sure. They, they went out and signed him in free. I think Walker's your number one. I think JOK is your two. And I think Jordan, or, see, you got me saying it. Jacob Phillips is your three. So after that, yeah, those three buy their jerseys. I think they're going to be here for sure. What's I think the next, the next closest is Sione Takitaki. And it's because he's the only one that knows how to play against the run. The other guys, Jacob Phillips can run really fast and sideline to sideline to get the ball. The problem is it's already three or four yards down the field. And he sometimes gets washed a lot. Um, Anthony Walker, I think, is a solid run defender in terms of that. But yeah, in terms of some where we go to maybe just a standard four three, I think they're gonna you're gonna see Sione Takitaki over there at the Sam. Yeah, no, I feel really, really good that he would be our starting Sam. Obviously, how often are we playing a starting Sam? It's probably gonna be quite small, um, just because I don't think they're gonna spend that much time in base, maybe 30%. Um, so no, I, I think he, I feel good for him to make it. But when there's so many guys, um, you, you just don't know. So, yeah, I would put him there. The next guy I'm going to throw out and say is next up is actually going to be Tony Fields over Malcolm Smith. The reason why I think Tony Fields is there, I think is a big factor for Joe. Okay. So Benjamin Solak, the Draft Network, we discussed it a couple of days ago, did a piece on Justin F- um, Fields. And basically said, as soon as JOK was drafted, look, if you didn't want to pick JOK that high um, in the draft and you you don't sort of see it as a a day one or day two investment, then you can get his sort of pound land version in day three and his name is Fields. 
Um, so I think the last thing you want with a gadget player like JOK is you've only got one of them. And if he goes down, you have to throw half your playbook out the window because that really limits what you can do. And it sort of leaves you in a position where you end up with a vanilla defense because one guy goes down and one guy subbed off the field. And that's why I, I feel really good that Fields will make the roster. And all I've heard about him from people in the know is special teams, special teams, special teams. And that is a really, really important position. It's the reason why you get more linebackers. They don't keep the majority of linebackers that actually play on the field. They're there as constant special teams producers. So I'm going to put Jordan Fields number four. Now it's your turn to disagree. Jordan Fields. Fields. You're just Calling everybody Jordan now. Jordan Fields. Are we talking about Jacob Phillips? Jordan Fields. Jordan. Tony Fields. Elliot. I'm going to call them all Jordan. Tony Fields. I, they're all Jordans, I, I guess. The way I kind of broke it down just in, in pre, I think your Mike, we'll call it the middle linebacker, so to say, which they don't always play in the middle. You're looking at Walker, Phillips, and Mac Wilson. That's, I think, kind of the order of those three. For the Sam, I think you're kind of looking at Taki Taki and Elijah Lee. Um, I think those are your kind of your Sam's and then on your weak side, your will, your big nickel, whatever it is. I think you have two, tra- I think you have a traditional in Malcolm Smith. And then I think these hybrids you're talking about JOK, Tony Fields and Montreal meander who just never seems to leave the team. So those are kind of your three guys that are in that safety mold. So depending on what's in front of them, you know, we talked yesterday about the D tackles and how they were going to play in terms of you're going up against the Ravens, right? There's a good possibility that you could be running three linebacker sets with Taki Taki Walker Phillips or JOK. I mean, you could definitely run those three. My other question is, is there possibly opportunities where Sione Taki Taki moves up and fills in a little bit of a pass rush? That's what he did at BYU. So there is that opportunity. You know, he's one of the bigger linebackers we have. So if you're looking for maybe a linebacker that's going to rush off the edge, you know, if maybe we go to that three, three, five, you could feasibly see Taki Taki going after the quarterback and Jacob Phillips is another one you could blitz just given his speed. So the versatility that Jason Tarver has in that linebacker core, we've got more guys that can cover than they can rush. You know, it'd be curious to see what type of, you know, pass rusher a Tony Fields or a JOK becomes because you see a lot of JOK making his plays going side to side down the line of scrimmage. A lot of his tackles for losses are beating the initial blocker to the point of attack. So in the NFL, that's not going to be as easy for him because these guys are a little bit stronger, a little bit bigger, a little bit faster. It's easy when you're doing up, you know, going up against USC as opposed to going up against the Baltimore Ravens. So it'll be curious, but I think we may be asking a little bit too much out of these young guys. That's why I think Malcolm Smith is probably a guy that's leaning towards, you know, a probable make yes for me. And it's only because I can put him in on day one, whereas Tony Fields goes out there on day three or day, whatever it is. And any he's going to get lost and you're just going to get beat over the middle, like a drum through tight end. So I think Malcolm Smith, a veteran has kind of that run front row seat to that position. Guys, I'm going to put a spanner in the works. I'm looking at our lads, uh, field depth chart. And it says Curtis Weaver. As a SAM. No, he's an edge. He transformed his body. So I like Dan Shank. He's a really good dude. I think he has that one on. Yeah. Jack, so, can't see happening. Well, it, it's one of those that, as we were chatting earlier, that uh, last podcast we were chatting about defensive tackles. If they have a three man front, then Curtis Weaver is one of those linebackers that if you had your Miles Garrett could play there, but Weaver's your. 
Jannard Avery to throw another name that Browns fans would recognize. You have, as Ian just mentioned, Taki Taki. Um, you, you can use them guys as your sort of pass rushing outside linebackers, edge defenders, your lighter guys, the guys that we didn't draft because they're too skinny to play a traditional four-man front with a hand in the dirt. But yeah, it's, it's not going to happen, not in the traditional way. At the end of the day, edge or something, it doesn't make too much difference. But I, I think that interesting battle for your linebacker five is between Malcolm Smith and Fields. And I think it's not just down to the upside of Fields. I think JOK's development as well will play a factor because if they feel more confident in JOK, then they're probably more comfortable moving on from Malcolm Smith. Um, but I could easily see them, hey, let's keep the six. Um, and then that that pushes the the last name in the last main name in the hat, Mac Wilson, out of the equation. Mac Wilson needs to be best friends with Anthony Walker. He needs to do the Darius Leonard with Anthony Walker and just absorb everything. Because remember, Walker's only on a one year deal. So maybe there's uh, some sort of an injury or something going on in the linebacker field where Mac, Mac Wilson makes the roster as one of the lower end ones. He needs to do everything he can. So next year, the Browns don't go out looking for one year linebackers and free agency that he can stand up and say, Hey, I'm your guy. I've bulked up a little bit. I'm comfortable in the mic and now I can go. Yeah. And who knows? He, he crazier things have happened that he could sneak his way to a practice squad. Um, if I, I would assume someone would want to give him a go, um, it, it sounds like something the Raiders would do. Um, they love linebackers. Um, but well, I don't know if you saw yesterday the Raiders signed Casey Hayward, the cornerback. So oh, didn't see that. Guys, guys, we all know this part of the season we think we've got too many options, and then halfway through the season we haven't got two linebackers to put out there. You know, so it's a long old season. Anything can happen, and. That's why I'm not putting uh, Mac Wilson under the bus so quickly. Oh, absolutely not. I mean, he's one rolled ankle or, you know, maybe M- Malcolm Smith gets dinged up in camp and says, hey, I've, I've won a Super Bowl MVP, guys. I'm stepping away. I mean, all this is absolutely possible. I mean, we don't know about the COVID restrictions. We don't know what type of things they're going to do. Um, that's one of the reasons that we've talked about D tackle yesterday and now linebacker today is these were the two biggest question marks in terms of who's going to be on the team. So there's absolutely, there's a hundred percent, you know, open seats here. You know, we said it pre-draft, you know, you're going to have to come in as a linebacker and beat out Max Wilson for the fifth spot. Now they got JOK. So if they put him in the linebacker room, now you're talking about six spots. So he's beating out Mac Wilson. Yeah. And it's one of those that, He's seventh on the roster. It's not like we're sitting here. Your Montreal meanders, your Elijah Lee, I, I can't see them standing a chance because if they keep six, that sixth dude is your special teamer. You're not keeping six and special teamers on top of it. So you, if you're a player like Tony Fields that they think can really contribute or be your backup to JOK, then that's a real value on top of special teams. Just being a special teamer probably won't be enough because when what this position of this team is you've got the likes of um anthony walker who's probably going to be gone in a year's time if jordan phillips becomes 75 percent of the player they hope he is going to become Jacob walker Phillips. walker is gone and the reason that is is he's only here as a one-year fix if if phillips would have caned it last year and been awesome they wouldn't have even signed walker he'd have just 
put Philip straight in there and gone, boom, we're, we're happy with this guy. So what they want to use these bottom of the roster spots for, special teams is good, but they want to have the developmental guys there that is going to jump up and fill the spots. Like if Curtis Weaver's good in the edge room, right, your Tack McKinley is not signed. He's going to step up and be your third edge next year. They want these guys to step up. Are they all going to develop into that player? Hell no. But you're going to have to do more than special teams. And it's not going to be the old case that special teams is going to be enough. They're going to want plus um, on top of that. So um, it, it's going to be tough to make this roster. Ian said yesterday that there is legitimate names competing in every spot. It is madness. Legitimate names are going to be on special teams. Remember that Malcolm Smith. These are the guys you're going to see on specials. I don't care who the linebacker number five is. You're playing specials. I don't care who linebacker number four is. You're playing specials. You're going to see JOK on specials. There's just not enough snaps. There's not enough positions. This is what we're talking about is, you know, you're going to see likely Greg Newsom. If Greedy Williams beats him out for that second cornerback spot and he's cornerback three, Greg Newsom's going to be playing special teams. Denzel Ward plays special teams trying to block kicks. You know, that's what it is. Unfortunately, when you're a good team Browns fans, you're going to have to, you're going to see guys you like guys, you, you know, sit there and go, man, this guy can play in the NFL. They're going to get cut. That's just the way it is. There's only 50 spots, not 53. Cause we have special teams, 50 spots. So it, it's a tough thing, but you know what? That's the price you pay for winning. And yeah. Paul, what's better on a Sunday than a nice Browns win. Giving seven oh, special teams. Awesome. Um, but no, the, the one thing this year. Why, why Mac Wilson, there, there is that concern on the special teams. He played three last year, three snaps. Um, and that is the reason why the odds are against him. If, if you had a really good special teams contributor, you, I broke them all down during the season. Yeah. You like the tacky tacky, I believe played well. Um, those guys have a better chance. Um, of making it so it's we, it's we just one of those numbers to look ago. at your special teams Andy Janovich if Andy yeah. Janovich wasn't good at special teams he's not on the team no nope. it's that simple yeah Johnny football Johnny Stanton heck at least the guy can long snap he can do everything he's like the Demetric Felton of fullbacks but no any last words on the linebacker room before we wrap up for the day uh, none out of me. I think we got uh, voluntary slash mandatory slash get your ass to mini camp uh, rookies coming up here in, a, in about a week and a half. Um, so you're going to see a lot. Listen, the Browns are going to do, they've got about three or four spots at the bottom of the roster that I think you're going to see a lot of turn and burn in that 45 through 50 spot. So it'll be very curious to see. I think these D tackles and these linebackers, I think are the two biggest question marks on defense. And that's why they're the most exciting. Guys, do you think the linebacker room, they've got all the players they need, or do you th see us sign any more in the uh, next few months? So I wouldn't expect them to sign anyone else, but it, it wouldn't be crazy. At the end of the day, we know what Elijah Lee is. We know what um, Meander is. They're two dudes that I expect might not make it to full training camp because they are right at the ceiling for how many people they can take on the roster. If they want to bring in a kicker competition, a punter competition, some other places there, they've got to gut these guys. They need to bring up the backup quarterback that we've spoke about. So there is going to be some of these guys churned off the bottom, but I don't think anyone's going to come in with a realistic chance to make the roster. Um, but I would say these two positions that we've covered um, the last two days, they're probably the positions that the Browns devalue the most. Um, and it's something we've spoke about pre-draft. Um, it's why I don't consider JOK in that group where we talk about linebackers. Um, 
because they just don't want to invest money into them. They don't want to invest picks into them. They want to keep it nice and cheap and focus the money on the edge, on the DBs. And um, I, I think that's something here to stay. If, if you're sat there watching draft tape of next year, looking at linebacker, middle linebackers you love or deep tackles you love, probably not going to be a Brown. You mean Zayvon Collins 2.0 is not coming to Cleveland next year? Yeah, but Jack, you, Jack, you say that though, but we took a potential first rounder the Cleveland Browns did in the second round. But I, I don't cons- I consider him to be sort of a safety hybrid rather than a traditional linebacker. Yeah, he's talking about your big old four six four seven slugs in the middle. Yeah, these, are, these are your athletes. Your... You know, for example, when Lamar Jackson pulls the bar and starts running, you want JOK chasing him down. You don't want Sione Taki Taki chasing him down. Do you think the Browns are going to take five or six linebackers? Six. Six now. I would just said five pre-draft. I think, I think you're realistically looking at 10 in the front, six in the middle, 10 in the back. I think it's going to be a 24-26 split. Just to give you some uh, live updates from social media, how many defensive tackles will the Browns take through to the 53-man roster? 100 votes, 53% say five, 47% say four. Hey, it'll depend. If all of a sudden, a couple of these knuckleheads turn out to be knuckleheads. It might be four. If they show up and you're sitting there going, I, I can't let this guy go, then we'll be fine. Yeah, no, it's intriguing. Um, we'll be back tomorrow. If you've got any shows, things you want us to cover, let us know. We've got a really exciting series starting next week. Um, but as always, go Browns. Go Browns. Go Browns. Go Browns.